What's up, guys? This is Mike Fitzpatrick. And Dan Brown. And this is the R3 Podcast, where our mission is to help others level up in their everyday lives. Whether you're a student, parent, full-time employer, or even jobless. We want to show you the benefits of being real, raw, and relevant. Let's go. R3 Nation, this is Mike Fitzpatrick here. We are back in the new year uh, with a little bit of a hiatus that we went on there for a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of one. We, we Both Dan and I got really, really busy with, uh, with the real estate market being so good here in Myrtle Beach. But this episode back, we're going to have the, uh, the amazing Rick Guerrero. Hola. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick is one of my partners out of Atlanta and is overall just a certified badass. Um, so we're going to talk to him about what he's been through in life. But the topic for today <laughs> is going to be, are you mentally tough? I think that we see a lot of people in our society these days that are easily able to be, uh, let's say, depressed over even the smallest smallest oh, things. Yeah. Not that depression is is something that we shouldn't take seriously, but but very minute things will will turn people in a different direction. And Go I think it has everything to do with uh, with mental toughness and, and the fact that we're not condoning it really. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, everybody gets a trophy. I think that that's part of our problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could be ninth place in in track out of uh, out of eight people. And uh, and still get a trophy. <laughs> Wait a minute! I was told I was going to get a trophy for showing up here today. <laughs> you already got one. <laughs> so so Rick, um, give us a little bit of your background. I know that you have to be very mentally tough, both in the the mortgage business that we're in, but also mentally tough in uh, jujitsu, which is something that you have a passion for. Yes, it is. So uh, my background is, I guess, I've worked. Majority of my life, 16 years old, worked full-time job. Well, not full-time, I was in high school. But worked part-time until I got to college, worked full-time. Uh, started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu back when I was in college, probably about 14 years ago. Stuck with it. I hate running, so for me, there's, there's those people like to go work out, lift yeah. weights, run. Yep. I, I like to, I, I don't mind working out, but I hate running. And Jiu-Jitsu for me was better than running. It's a cardio to do. It's better than running. And I just stuck with it over time and... Uh, Got to, uh, competed a little bit, did very well. Um, it's been really, really helpful to me to keep my mind clear and to not be, uh, and to stay mentally tough. Like that's one right. of the components right. is working out. Right. And, and so what are your chops in jujitsu or, or <laughs> tell, tell everybody how certified of a badass you are. I don't know how certified a badass I am. <laughs> I, I am a black belt under a jock array of Alliance, which is one of the the more respected affiliations in the in the world. It's one of the top schools, top programs. If you follow UFC, um, many of the the pro fighters right are engaged with our organization one way or another. So you can't pay money to just be a black belt at this school. You, you're going to pay money over like decades. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't start tomorrow. And no, you, you, you can't buy one, but <laughs> they will definitely out of your bag? They, they will definitely take your money over decades, and you got you got to put the time in. It's right. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. Like anything else that you're going to master, you got to put the time and, and the work into. And uh, and that's one thing probably different from many other martial arts is many other martial arts you can get a black belt in, in a few months. I remember going to a realtor event and she heard that I was a black belt and she just approached me. I was like, Oh, I'm a black belt too. I'm like, really? You, 
how often do you train? She's like, oh, well, I, when I was in high school, I took Taekwondo and I got my black belt. I'm like, all right, well, this, this is a little bit different. I've been doing this for 14 years. I think there's a statue of limitations on like how long a black belt lasts for. Yeah. I got it yeah. when I was five. I still have it. Yeah. The, the level of, of difficulty is very extreme. Yeah. Uh, I, I train four to five days a week. Wow. Uh, I'm very active at it. I, even when I travel, I try to pop into a local gym and work out. Uh, very different levels than, than other black belts and other martial arts. No, no downplaying any other martial arts. They, right. all, they all serve their purpose. They're all, they're all fun and they all have a right. benefit. But for me, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu just really, I gravitated towards and loved it. And, and with jiu-jitsu, I think that it, it's a little bit different. If anybody knows anything about the sport, I, it, there's, there's no striking, correct? Correct. The, so no striking. I think that leads in, in that type of sport to more mental toughness because oh, yeah. you find yourself locked and like you you're trying to find your way out of it and you've got to be mentally tough to like work your way through the pain to try to get out of that grapple or yeah many people refer to it as human chess right because you're you got to use your mind you got to you got to really think about what you're going to do because your opponent is trying to hurt you and trying to catch you in a submission so you got to catch him while you're not getting caught and manipulate him while he's trying to manipulate you so you're basically always moving always Right, you can't get pissed off and you know haul off and hit somebody. Well, but even if you do get pissed off and haul, you can make a mistake and right. extend right. and extend your arm just just a little like a half an inch too far and bam, you're in an armbar. Wow. Or half an inch too far and he takes your back and chokes you unconscious. So there's so many different things that can happen. And I think earlier we were talking about MMA. Oh yeah. The side yeah. we were talking about some of the comments that happened, um, specifically the Conor McGregor fight. It was right. hard to tell how much Conor improved in that 40 seconds. Maybe right, like for a guy to come off the couch and yeah. put up an amazing fight in 40 seconds. Like th- that it's crazy. Well, yeah, he it, also thought of a move that like from a mental toughness standpoint, nobody in, in that sport had ever used that move really or expected it. Right. Right. But if you ask any traditional boxers, that's very common. Like throwing shoulder right. punches is very common in boxing, um, which, you know, he was training for that Mayweather fight. Maybe that's how he picked yeah, it up. Maybe he picked that up. But, but the guy he fought Donald Cerrone was no slouch. Like Donald Cerrone has the records for most wins in the UFC. He holds the record for most performance bonuses. Like the guy's a, a freaking monster. Well, I think from a mental toughness standpoint, the dude is a freaking beast to get his nose flattened on the, on his face and still, Try to throw blows with with Conor McGregor in that fight. Oh yeah, that, that dude is so mentally tough. You got to listen to his stories. Yeah, like he almost died scuba diving multiple times. He's he's almost died like in all these other instances. <laughs> there weren't fights. Walked really. down the road and almost died. <laughs> like he has got some, clipped by a car. <laughs> he has some crazy stories. That's uh, crazy. He he's one of those extremists that does everything right. to the extreme. Uh, para, parachuting out of jets. He just this crazy stuff. Guy lives a crazy life. That's crazy. Yeah. Jumping in a ring against Connor, he wasn't even sweating it. I right. imagine. I don't know him, but uh, well, I mean, that was definitely probably the 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 biggest fight of his career so far, uh, and it sucks that that he went down that path. So that keeps going into mental toughness. Like right. somebody like that's not going to just quit. And and there's so many times where we get into situations, and and just because something gets a little bit hard we quit and we don't move forward. And, and what, 
what are the things that that you do to to keep yourself mentally tough? I know Dan and I listen to a lot of podcasts where we clearly don't work out and bring our minds to mental that toughness. Much. That, that, that much. much. That much. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, workout thing. I've uh, past two weeks. I've been on every single day, like nonstop. Right. Um, obviously, health issues kind of pushed me to that, saying get off the fucking couch and actually do something. So that was a good thing. Well, you didn't get off the couch and like throw shoulder blows and no, flatten no, no, somebody's no, 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 nose. No, no. Not not by any means. But it'd be fun. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm all for it. You know. But I want to go and get like a, a white belt, like somebody that just started yesterday. Yeah, well, we can always bring Chris in here. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm good. No, I'm just kidding. We're gonna set up mats in one of the one of the rooms in the office. I think you have. Yeah, we could do We've that. Got, well, we have space now. If we, yeah, we have space. Yeah, or yeah, if got, we get the other office, we get the other office. We'll have a ton of space. I think that'd be good. But so, Rick, what is what? <laughs> <laughs> what is something that you do both while you're training, or is there like some sort of like cadence that you have in your head that helps you work, or? or something that helps you stay mentally tough in those really difficult moments? So one of the things you, you spoke about earlier was um, Donald Cerrone just had like the biggest fight of his career. And I'm going to relate this to my answer. Uh, kind of like, yes, McConnor is, is the biggest name out there. But when you're training or you're preparing every single day, like you're training or you're preparing with like top level guys every day. Right. So like he's probably training with wrestlers that have much better wrestling than Connor. He's probably training with strikers, boxers that have much better boxing than Connor. Now, of course, it's not Connor. And right. It, 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 but the point I'm getting at is every single day you're getting beaten down by a hammer. Right. Right. right? And um, they have the saying like one one day you could be one day you're the hammer. One day you're the nail. Right. So there's some days where like I go into the gym and I'm on top of the world and there's some days, most, most days I'm actually getting my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, over the years, my mentality has, has morphed and changed. I think today my mentality is, um, when I go in and I train, like I'm trying to go against the bigger guys that, that kick my ass more often. Right. Just because like, that's what I want. I want, I want to get better by getting my ass kicked. Right. Can I say ass on this podcast? What's the rate? <laughs> I, I think that it's okay. We're okay. Okay. I, I think that we're explicit on uh, Anchor and Google and probably. all these different. Yeah, yeah most <laughs> likely. It's probably like that. Please uncover photo. Click here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But uh, so my mindset in training is I want to get the hardest training possible when I go in, not the easiest one possible. So you don't want to just go like jump rope for like five minutes and call it a day? Or, or go train with the... Uh, the white belts. And, and if I do train with the white belts, like you mentioned right, earlier, yeah. like I'm not my mindset in rolling with them or training with them, like isn't to beat them up. It's to find something that I'm not as good at right. and let them do. Yeah. Joe Rogan talked about that on his podcast with, uh, with Gary Vanderchuk. He, Gary was talking about like, he didn't care if he was going up against a 12 year old girl, he would just manhandle her in basketball. His talking about his right. daughter or yep. something. And, uh, and Joe Rogan was, well, if I roll with somebody that's, that's less than me, I'm, I'm not going to go and just beat them into submission. I'm, I'm going to actually try to make them better, try to make me better, kind of take themselves down a notch. But, um, so, so how can somebody relate that to like everyday life and, and business? Should you be constantly making yourself mentally tough by basically getting yourself into situations that kind of get you kicked in the teeth or, you know, I, I think you have to get yourself in situations where you're attempting. Yeah. And I don't want to use the word trying because I think trying is a bad word. Yeah. Like you either do or you don't. I like that. Yep. Right? Making yourself uncomfortable in situations and those kind of things. Right. But putting yourself out there because the, the opportunity exists. Right. Is it going to be your opportunity or somebody else's? Right. Yeah. That's so true. so why, yeah. Not, why not make it yours? Absolutely. And how do you make it yours? You got to go and attempt. 
Right. That goes into like what I say. It says either, uh, you know, people that don't follow up with leads, the aspect is either A, you're going to get paid or someone else is going to get paid. Right. I'm going to try to get paid. Right. Period. Right. right. Yeah. Well, like Dan and I and, and you, we've all been young guys in business at, at one point or another. And I still like to think of myself as a young guy. <laughs> I think we're all still young. <laughs> I'm, I'm still I'm the youngest, that. so that's all I care about. Um, but the the thing that I always wanted to do was always put myself into uncomfortable situations and, and, and introduce myself to people that did push me to be a better person and did put me under a lot of mental stress um, because there's definitely been meetings that I have no part in being involved in these meetings. And, and it's all because of the mental toughness to know that, Hey, when things go wrong, we're going to be okay. And, and Rick and I have had many conversations over this. I mean, we've, we've had our successes in, in business so far, but we've also had setbacks where people leave and, and those kind of things. And Rick will call me and be like, you okay. And I'm like, dude, I'm good. Like things are fine. How are you? And, and I think that that just has a lot to do with, um, some of the stuff that I've been through growing up in my oh, yeah. life and, and those kind of things. So, but, but so what are, what are some things that people can listen to, or maybe what's a podcast that you listen to that may, may kick you? I know David Goggins is somebody that you I like. like David Goggins. I honestly, uh, last year I listened to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I had to stop because I wanted to get into more books. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I heard that a lot of CEOs and a lot of, um, very successful people, one of the secrets is they read a lot of books. Right. I think I, I saw, and this might not be a successful person, everybody, but, um, uh, the guy that developed Microsoft, Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill Gates reads like 30 books a week. Something, maybe not that ridiculous, but something like, excessive. well, he goes on. He, yeah. He goes on an excursion where he goes away and has nothing, no plugged in. He can't get yeah. phone calls, those kind of things for an entire week. And they, they said he reads like 50 books. Is that what in it that is? Week. Like something ridiculous. Now, if I can read, 10 in a year. I feel like it's a big win. <laughs> <laughs> and he's actually reading. It's not, it's no, not audio books. Oh, yeah, like right. this dude is flipping through yeah. pages on 50 books an entire week. And I'm sure he can condense a lot of the stuff that he's actually listening to as well. Right. But I, I think what happens is we all get caught up. I guess back when the election cycle happened, I was so caught up every day in like the election cycle. Oh, right. who said what, what did, did, but I'm not, like, I don't even really care who wins. Well, I guess I kind of care, right? We all care, right. but I, I was just so involved in the gossip. Of, right. of the politics going back and forth. And because I was so involved in the gospel of the politics, I never really got as much done as I could. Right. Like I could, totally could have used that time and probably read 50 books. Well, not or, only or that, but one. like, I think, <laughs> I think the general populace, like most don't care about politics, but the general populace will get caught up in Facebook. Right. And the, the drama that's in Facebook. Oh, we've talked and, about that. The guy sitting there that's just literally just scrolling all day long when he could be sitting there perfecting his craft or doing something. Or, or he's it. bitching about not being able to make money oh, and that it, yeah. everything's falling apart around him, but right. like they don't take any effort to make it any different either. Right. Right. So there, there are some good podcasts out, out there. I'm not dogging any. I, I listen to Joe Rogan from time to time. I like um, David Goggins, you know, of course. Yeah. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk is a great yeah. person to follow. Uh, but as far as books, I try to listen to more books. Uh, I, it's hard for me to read because I'm always on the road going to appointments. Right. I'm always executing. Uh, right. So I downloaded an app. It's called Scribd. I'm not, huh. I'm not endorsing any apps. I'm, I'm not being sponsored by them. Here we go. <laughs> we have not monetized the podcast yet, but there, there's, there's a lot of good apps out there. I like that one because it's like a one, a monthly fee Okay. and you can download as many books that they provide. Really? Oh, Whereas like others, you only have like one or two downloads yep. now, or you can, or you have to like buy the books or have to buy the books right yep. now. So I did that with the hopes that I read multiple books a month. Haven't quite gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I get too distracted by podcasts. Somebody yeah. will tell you, hey, did you hear so-and-so? And I start listening to it. But uh, I there's a, f- a few good books that I've read that I highly recommend. Um, Amy Morin, The 13 Things That Mentally Tough People Don't Do. Okay. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's a good book. Of course, Relentless by Tim Grover. Absolutely. Um, I, I like the Goggins book, Can't Hurt Me, that came out. When did that one come out? It was last year, oh, yeah, right? It was about last year, last yeah. Year. The audible version of yet. it is actually, it's pretty cool. So what he did is on the, the audible version is the best. Oh, I mean, if you listen to he it. He narrates it, right? Oh, no, he, no. It's uh, one of the guys, the the editor of the book and him, uh, they go back and forth, but it's more like a podcast interview style. Dude. After every chapter. Like oh, podcast. dude, it is by far probably the best thing. I mean, if you, it's too night and day compared to the yeah. book. It's awesome. Uh, another book I just read recently was William McRaven, Make Your Bed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Sea Stories. I didn't finish Sea Stories yet. Uh, that's the second one he just came out with. Mm-hmm. William gotcha. And we talked about earlier, uh, Never Split the Difference. You never, oh, as well. yep. I'm currently reading that right that now. That one right now. Yep. And if, if you're in sales or real estate, like Never Split the Difference should be your Bible. 100%. It, it's yeah. a fantastic book. Well, I, now I, I have to read it. Dude, I recently, uh, let's just say I had a friend that was offered a job. And, <laughs> and this friend Who is was, this friend and then this friend was negotiating comp and he used the, uh, he used the, the concepts in the book and miraculously his comp was a uh, negotiation was increased without even asking for more. It, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend the book. You know, the coolest part about that book that I ever, I love it when I say, you know, Hey, thank you so much for that offer. Or, thank you so much. My client just can't go that much. And you just, you just stop. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's probably They'll start the negotiating parts. with themselves. That's, that's it. That's what happens. Yeah. And it's uh, one of the coolest things is when I learned that after I read the book, I'm like, holy shit. So literally all my counter responses, like I appreciate the counter offer. However, my client, client can't go that high dot, dot, dot. And just wait, sit back and wait. Or how, how can I make this work? Especially it. on a listing that's been on the market for like 200 and some odd days. It, they'll know, just, they'll just start puking on you. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Please buy this house. <laughs> <laughs> but the great book. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you need to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the author was Chris Voss. Yeah, Chris Voss. Did we ever decide what he did for a living? Was he uh, FBI, I think CIA? Let's look it up real quick. I think he was like an FBI hostage negotiator. Yeah, really? he was definitely a hostage negotiator. Um, I think it is Chris. Yeah, you were telling me about that a couple uh, weeks. A ago. couple weeks ago, I think we talked about it before yeah. on it. Um, so in the book, he goes FBI to FBI hostage negotiator. He goes to Harvard where they have like the, these negotiation classes, like yep. the top in the world negotiation classes, huh. and he just pops up to like. Um, better himself. Yep, absolutely. Is that what he did? He yep. was, and the, the professors, like he stumped the professors. It's actually the coolest <laughs> thing. So uh, Harvard actually offers a certificate. Um, it's about $4,300 to go through the whole entire course. And you can actually be considered certified negotiation. Is that is only $4,300? Yeah, it's not bad. It's, not, it's huh. actually one of the things that's huh. on my list for this year um, is to go there and then also do um, Disney Institute, which is actually pretty cool as well. So I would be very interested in doing that course. All right. That would be awesome. Can I expense it to the podcast? No, not until we monetize. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, we, we've thrown out like five different names here. People are thinking that we're being endorsed by Harvard. Clearly, I'm not smart enough to be endorsed by Harvard. Old timers jerky, please call me. <laughs> we we want to have Sasquatch on the podcast. <laughs> um, no, but I, I I mean I think that our major the major issue in society right now is mental toughness. Well, I mean, and it's critical, like you said. In, in our like, society, in, in American society, I, right. I think there's the foreign countries around the world are still preaching that in, in, in their societies of being mentally tough and those kind of things. But I mean, we're, we're operating in one of the best economies in the entire world and, and those kind of things. Right. And, and I think that we just get soft from that. 
I think so. And I think a lot of people, not only, but it's the aspect that it's okay to be soft as long as you can figure out a way to correct that in a right. short period of time. You know what I mean? Saying that, hey, it's okay that it's not okay, but we got to figure out a fucking way to get better, period. Right. You know, I could be saying this wrong, my, what I'm about to say. I also think the problem is- too You many, probably are. I probably will be. <laughs> I, I think so many people, not that they're soft, but they have a victim mentality. Oh, yes. 100%. 100%. You know, and uh, and they make excuses for why not. Why can't I? Why won't I? Why, you know? Right. Like that person you mentioned that scrolls through their Facebook feed, like they're not making their perf- performance goals, they're oh, yeah. doing this, and they have a list of excuses. Yeah. Right. Well, the other thing too is, I, I especially in sales, I, most of the people I deal with are in sales or commission, those kind of things. Uh, other than family. Right. But a lot of people that I come into contact with are always bitching about not making enough money and all these different things. But then whenever you ask them what tasks that they've tried to do in a, in a given day, they don't ever have an answer for it. So I think that the victim mentality, like my CRM's not right. The leads are crap. It, every, all leads are crap. Um, if you don't work on you work them. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. So I think that that's, I mean, the mental toughness of it, of being able to fail every single day, towards failing towards the big goal that you're going to ultimately that's a big thing most people are so scared to even start because they're afraid to fail failing's okay as long as you're fucking doing something Dude, i've lost so much money from failing (laughs) but fail forward right yeah you gotta fail forward so i think that's a big thing is you know i mean a lot of people yeah right (laughs) Uh, i think a lot of people will don't even want to start i mean most people that are in real estate they see other people in the business actually starting calling leads or calling expires or doing any of these things Oh, that won't work for me. Right. What do you mean it won't work for you? Yeah, I mean, just, the, it just won't work the, for me. But there's people that are multi-million dollar producers that it's working for. So oh, there's people that literally make, I don't know, twenty, thirty million dollars a year in sales volume just by calling expired. Right. Another component is leveraging the help from others. Right. I think right now there's a lot of people that are too af- too strong on the throat is too afraid to ask for help to to ask for help and i admit when they don't know what they're doing oh yeah right there's a lot of uh areas in my job or in my life where there's a component that i'm not the best at right so i'll reach out and find somebody that is and pick their brain and and get their advice or ask them for help in doing that task it's like having a coach yeah no i'm constantly asking jr is one of those people for me i mean i'm constantly asking him like Hey man, what can I be doing to get better? What what's some feedback from last year that like stop being an asshole in this area or like what 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 should I stop doing to to make your life easier and those kind of things? So I think that that's important. How many areas does he usually tell you to stop being an asshole? Uh, pretty much all of them. Gotcha. All four. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much every area. No, I'm just kidding. But um I I've been incredibly blessed with with just being able to be positive through those tough times mentally and, and having that mental toughness. And I think that has a lot to do with sports. I think anybody that has, that has had a sports background typically is more well aptitude to, to maybe gain more success because of the mental aspect of it. And I think that's also another component is recognize that we are all blessed. Right. Right. Like no, no matter who you are, if you're living in the United States of America, like we're all freaking blessed in one way or another. Every right. single like, day you got to remember there, that. There's someone else in the world that's no matter who you are listening to this right now, there's somebody else in the world that's suffering more than you are. Right. hundred percent. And, and that's, that's huge to think about every day. I mean, there's people that are literally drinking water. I mean, it's from the Bill Gates documentary, oh, yeah. but there's literally people that are drinking water from the, from the thing next to where they just excremented. Oh, I mean, even think about the homeless people that are That's literally like half next, the world. Well, yeah. Yeah, next to a gutter taking gutter water. 
Right. I mean, that, you know, I mean, could literally kill you. And to them, it's the best thing in the world because that's all they fucking have. But, but, but then we're, there's people bitching on social media and they, they made $80,000 last year, but it just wasn't enough. <laughs> right. You know? It's not making them happy. And, and that's one of the things that I've been saying a lot lately is like, happiness is the only thing that matters. Uh, all the money in the world is not going to make you happy if, if you're just a miserable person and you can't figure out how to be happy. Money helps a little bit. Just, I mean, it's going to throw that out. Money there. does help, but <laughs> but you still could be a miserable person. Well, you, of money. course. I mean, it doesn't matter as long. I mean, and that's the thing is, are you grateful for what you have and what's given to you every single day, right. or are you just like, oh fuck this, I don't even want it, right? Yeah. Why Why did I make a promotion? Uh, right. You know, or you're happy selling like Gary V says, selling Smurf T-shirts on the side of the road, and you made fifty grand doing it, and you're the happiest you've ever been, but you left a three hundred thousand dollar job. But it's what fulfills your cup. Or people's mental toughness doesn't allow them to go try to do that. Oh, yeah, right. Absolutely. You said people's mental toughness don't allow them. I think what happens is a lot of people get capped. Right. You know, they, yeah. they get capped early, capped early in their career, capped young, and they they uh, they stop trying to, to go up. Right. Oh, yeah, we talk about that. Most realtors stop at hundred grand, and they'll never get yeah. to one hundred and fifty or 175 or two, three, four, five hundred thousand, and they're just like, oh, made hundred grand. That's all I need. That, yeah, I mean, my ceiling. yeah, I mean, a hundred grand is somewhat life changing, but I tell people all the time that like you start having other problems when you get to six figures to where it feels like you really haven't accomplished anything, especially with our consumer <laughs> mentality that we have oh, yeah. as, as, as my generation, I started spending more money and then I had more problems and now I have to make, uh, into the mid six figures to, to have a dent in actual lifestyle change. Right. I have a feeling, I'm buying property and I have a feeling that a million is life changing. Yes. Yeah. I think that that's, I, that's ma- maybe not a million. I would say, I would say a half a million dollars, depending on the way you live your life is where life starts to get really, really easy and fun. But which market, right? I mean, that's and, all. It, well, in our market, 250,000 really. In your market, $500,000, you're like the richest person in South Carolina, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are not living out in the boondocks. We're a little bit closer. Well, if yeah. you're in six figures in, in our area, and you're, you're in the top 1%. I think it is 1%, of, yeah. Of, of our area. Uh, 100 grand I, or more on income. Don't let this come off. Like six figures is a lot of money. Like, oh, yeah. That's that's a lot of money. You do a it's lot of small, shit but completely life changing. But whenever you start making that kind of money, if you're the type of person that wants to multiply that kind of money, you start having other problems and, oh, and yeah. you've got to get to 250, 300, 400, 500 to make those problems go away that you put onto your plate, at least for me. I promise you, if I make a hundred grand, I'm going to probably spend 110. Right. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Dan's, Dan loves spending money. He, he cannot wait to get his Porsche. That's it. Yeah. That'd be nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But there's, maybe after this but, bonus, but, but then you got to make other file. That, Yeah. Right. <laughs> but then you got to maintain that Porsche. Well, that's it. You know, if you, if you think about it, it is so, so many people say, okay, hey, once I get there, then they're going to stop, right? Right. But for me, then I sit there, I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, the Porsche that I want is like 275 grand, but I won't buy that until I can pay for it cash. And the aspect is, okay, the tires are three grand, and oil change right. is $1,000. Um, I'm probably going to go through brakes and rotors. That's another at least 1000 to $3,000 right. a year uh, clutch, you know? Well, well, not only that, but uh, what a lot of people forget, especially about our business, is, yeah, I made I made six figures last year, but... Right. I'm at zero January one. It starts all over. It starts all over again. Well, you see, don't you don't get me, a salary of a hundred grand. Like, well, that's the big thing though. So most people are like, "Oh, you made good money last year. What are you doing this year?" Well, no, no, no. I don't think you guys understand. Every single day I wake up and it's at zero. Every right. day. And and if you don't have mental toughness, you just don't make it in this game. Oh, you're out. Well, you also got to stay hungry. 
have yeah. that mental toughness. You well, gotta stay hungry. And that's the big thing is always leveling up and making sure that ne- nothing is ever enough. Right. I mean, for me at least, you know, right. I mean, there's not a point where I'm like, all right, if I hit this dollar figure, I'm done for the year. Right. There's, there's certain places in life to get complacent in, but not in the sales game, commission game. Like you, you really can't get complacent with where your income's at. Cause it's not at that. Right. At the, ne- the next day after no. you close the deal. Well, that's the thing is because our business is so 30, 60, 90 days out. It's not that instant gratification. It's literally, okay, if I don't do something today, 30, 60, 90 days, I'm fucked. Yeah, I mean, we're not a fat cat like Rick over here. I know, but, right? I mean, yeah. he breathes. Well, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this past couple of years, I've probably made more money ever in my life, right? That's good. So when that happened, like I, had to, I bought a house in downtown Atlanta. I live amongst uh, very wealthy people. But I had to find a way to like stay hungry and, and stay motivated and stay humble. Yeah. So uh, after this podcast, I'm gonna take you outside to see my car. Okay, good. I yeah. drive a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's, it, it's a piece of shit car. It is embarrassing. I remember when we when we uh, hired Rachel. It, Rick's got a really nice truck too. Let me just preface this story. But uh, but when we hired Rachel away from the real estate game and she came in. And uh, Rick came into town to to meet her in person. I think it was. <laughs> he said, "Do you want to go down? We're going to go to to Grumpy Monk or something for lunch, lunch or whatever." And uh, she and was going to ride with me. She she gets <laughs> she gets down there and she's like, "Oh, I think I've made him." She came back into my <laughs> office and was like, "If I didn't know Rick like was a really good person, I thought I made a big mistake <laughs> because have you seen his car, Mike?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, he he has a really nice truck. No, he's driving like this." piece of shit Toyota Avalon from like it's 99 an o, or it's something. An o one. It's an 01. It's an 01 Avalon. How many miles are on that bad boy? I bought it at 120,000. Okay. Now it has like 140. I bought it last year. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I think he paid like a whole $3 for it. Uh, there's a couple more zeros behind that $3. <laughs> no, but, but that's the thing that like Rick's the type of person that's insanely mentally tough, but he's also stockpiling money at the same time to make sure that if something changes, he can, he can move with the change and be mentally tough through that change also. And I think, I don't know if that's what aligns mental toughness, but being aware of changes and being aware of what could happen and how to to prepare. Right. So in my mind, I made a shift last year that I really wanted to invest more in real estate. So I can go out and buy, I don't know, an $80,000 car. I can buy a super luxury car right Right, now. Right. I, what are these called? What are, the, what are cars cost nowadays? I mean, it's like a luxury car. A, a, a luxury SUV. car is going to be a hundred grand. Oh, at least. I mean, a at standard least. SUV right now is fifty. Well, I mean, a Navigator loaded up for uh, like a, so, a Ford product is one hundred fifteen thousand. So let's say I buy a Z06 Corvette. I think those are nice cars. Yeah, they're they're like, about seventy five, eighty. So, seventy five, eighty grand, right? So yeah. I, I spend eighty grand on a fucking car, or I go buy a property and rent it out. Right. 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 And what, what, I can buy a property for one hundred thirty. You can, I mean, if you want to spend yeah. 80 grand on a couple properties, I'll show you some today. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Are you pre-qualified? Yeah, dude, if you're going to invest in real estate for, for rentals and stuff, you should be doing it here for sure. I mean, you'll be able to, you'll okay, be able so to get four let's, properties. Let's focus on mental four, toughness, guys. Four properties to one then out of Atlanta. But uh, Dan's pulling, he's texting his Porsche guy right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, let's get this going right now. Uh, but, but yeah, like I, I look at the, the long game. Right. Oh, yeah. and, and if we're all playing the long game, yes, I can drive a luxury car right now or I can spend that money and buy properties. So I made a conscious decision that any extra money I have, I'm going to put towards buying more properties. Right. 
Yeah, hundred percent. It's the best way to do it. I, I mean, that's what I've done. It, they've well, been they've I, been my primaries, but that's any extra money that I've had right. has gone towards but, real estate. But at what other time in our in our lives or in in the history of the market can we buy at rates right now for the price point we can buy right now? You can't. Yeah, it's impossible. So is it only going to get harder in the future or easier? I mean, obviously harder. Obviously, yeah, right? Yeah, obviously, yeah. So th- I, so that we have a sweet spot right now to like freaking capitalize on this. Right. But then in 30 years when they're paid off, I'll buy my luxury car. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that is, so for me, I'm making 15 year type payments on, on all of the real estate that I have. Mm-hmm. So by the time I'm what, 38, 40 years old, I'm going to have at least three properties if I don't buy any more paid off free and clear. Right. And, and two of them are going to be cash flowing at least two to 2,500 a month. So, I mean, that's, that's setting it up. That's setting yourself up for, so I don't want to turn this podcast into a wealth building, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, but that's no, part of it though, compared to literally of, throwing money out the window compared to putting in, I mean, that's mentally tough when all your friends are like, Hey man, they're come flexing. Out. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, I mean, come out, drink, come party, go spend right. $3,000 a weekend. Or do I take that $3,000 and put it as a down payment? Would you say that a house uh, appreciates or depreciates? Well, in our market right now, and I mean, it's going to appreciate. Well, but nationally, what's the average appreciation rate on house? I think it's like six and a half percent per year. Let, let's say four. Four. Let's okay. be conservative, right? Four. So if I buy a property today at 130, mm-hmm. in 10 years, what's that worth? That's too much math. Yeah, you guys okay. are, so let's say it's 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> let's make it a little easier for me. <laughs> so 100,000, that's like four, four grand a year. Yeah, right. It'll be 140 plus, like right. none of us are that great at math. Top yeah, of yeah, yeah. So it'd be 140 plus. So 130 in about 10 years, 170. Uh, in about 20 years, uh, yeah. 230. Right. Yep. Right. So let's say I buy five at 130. We'll just say 100 for easy math. Yeah, let's do so that. I, I buy five <laughs> properties today at 500,000. I put 20% down on all of them, whatever. In, in 20 years, I now have a million dollars in the bank. Of course. Right. Right. So in 20 years, I pay them all off through my tenants. I didn't pay them off. Tenant pays them all off. And then I cash out, refi all of them. I have a million dollars in my pocket that my tenants are paying for. And, and you're going to go buy more property with it to have more tenants. Now, in, more 20, in 20 years, I think I'm, I'm cool with five. Well, for now, right? Next week, I might want to buy 10 or 20. But, but I think I'm cool with five right now. Right. Because like I, I'm looking at different buckets where I put my investments. Of course, but, right. Uh, but, but for this example... If I were to buy a car today, that Corvette, what's it going to be worth in 20 years? Depends Nothing. on, well, if, if you get like, you know, the number one, zero, zero, one brand. New well, yeah, Corvette I mean, some, some, cars, $3 million. some cars will appreciate in value, but a 2001 Toyota Avalon is, is probably not going to be worth more money than when you first bought it. But. You know what? I bet it'll still be running. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. And it's funny though, is because, you know, I'm having the battle. I have a 16 forerunner. Um, is it four wheel drive? It is not four wheel oh. drive, but I drive it like it's four wheel drive because I'm not scared to call a tow company. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bitch. No, yeah. I'm just saying, but, uh, the aspect is like, I can go buy a brand new car. Right. But at the end of the day, I have 130,000 miles in three years on it. It's not worth it for me to go spend right. 60, 70 grand Well, but that's it. like, that's what you're saying with, with the mental toughness, because all of, all of everybody is white usually, Mercedes. Well, yeah, not only that, like everybody is expecting people to flex. Right. And, and with the twisted social media thing that we're dealing with in society right now, you got to have mental toughness not to want to go and flex. Dude, I, I trust me. I've, I, I have that mental problem every once in a while. I'm majorly addicted to cars and I know that they don't appreciate and it's been a major problem. Dude, I'm like 15 grand upside down in one of my cars right now because I just have this affliction for cars. But it, it it's just one of those things where if you're not mentally tough, you get yourself 15 grand upside down in a Overnight. fucking 18 Explorer that's not worth anything now. 
<laughs> That's Yikes. the life that I'm living right now. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It hurts. It it burns every day. Oh man. I mean, but the the aspect is is that if you sit there and you kind of change your thinking, right? So like when you first get in the business, you're starting to make some good money. I mean, I'll, my first year when I sold Timeshare, I think I made like a hundred and something thousand dollars. And when right. I went to do my taxes, they were like, "Yeah, you spend uh thirty six thousand dollars at bars and restaurants." Oh. And at that age, I'm Whoops. like, hell yeah, I had a good time. Now I'm like what could have I done with that money? Yeah. But it's true though, right? I mean, literally sit there now and I go through it and, you know, obviously my wife does, you know, basically all my QuickBooks and I look at it before we give the account and I'm like, Hey, we did good this year. I didn't spend nearly quite as much that, you know? And that's, for me, that's a huge mental shift. She's analyzing like the Pink Panther transactions and stuff. Hey, 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 be careful (laughs) on that one. What is it? Uh, Coyote, not Coyote, Cheetah Club down in Atlanta. Yeah. That one's one's on there a couple times. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) What what is this place? (laughs) I've never heard of that place ever. I've never been there. Never been there. I've never seen that one by any means. when When I was in high college, I worked at a clothing store and I was, you know, 20 years old and I remember this, there was this elder gentleman, not an elder, he was probably in his late 40s, early 50s. Every day for lunch, I go to McDonald's, Waterburger, you know, some, something fast food for yeah. lunch. Yeah. This fool would pack his lunch every single day. I remember just laughing, like not laughing at him, but kind of like, huh, like yeah. I, I go out to eat. Oh, it's. But, but those are, you know, you start doing that. You start packing your own lunch, oh, cooking yeah. your own food. Yeah, that's, not that's only, mental toughness. Not that only takes are, you, discipline. are you staying, uh, that's right. We're not spending money on lunch, right? But you're also eating healthier and cleaner. Oh yeah, right. And and I want to transition this conversation into to stay mental tough, taking care of yourself. Oh, that's correct. Huge. Like, yeah. eat, but eating is such an important thing that you have to do. Eating, oh, yeah. the, eating the right, the right fuel. Well, and that's the big thing. Is so, uh, Jocko, you know, he talks about you know, food is fuel. Like, it doesn't matter what you eat as long as you are feeding your body fuel, because you can be eating McDonald's and that's just shit. But if you actually start feeding it and you think about it and you shift your mindset to say, hey, what I'm doing every single day is just fuel. It's fuel for my body to continue to move it on and move it on. And that's a really big game changer where, I mean, what was it, two months ago, I was eating fried foods every single day. Like literally we would go out to lunch and I would eat fried foods. I'd eat like crap. I'd have uh, fries every single day for the past, uh, let's see what day is it, Uh, 27 days I have yet to eat fried foods. No fried foods, drinking a lot more water, limited my caffeine intake for coffee. And I mean, dude, it's a game changer. Yep. Eating healthy is a huge game changer. It really helps with mental toughness. Uh, I'm not saying that I believe that eating better will eliminate depression, eliminate all those habits. Like those habits still exist. Right. But it'll vastly improve it. I agree completely. If if you eat cleaner and eat more vegetables, eat more fruits in your diet, leaner meats. I'm not saying uh, whatever diet, there's a lot of diets out there, right? Just just eat clean food it'll vastly improve. And I think that it'll also help you because then you're not always feeling like crap. You know, you're not having to sit there and be like, Oh, I got a stomach ache. I got heartburn. You actually feel good once you're right. It's like going to the gym after two weeks, right. Or three weeks. Then you're like, Holy crap. I got to look forward to this. Right. Like this weekend we were up in the mountains getting pictures and I'm like, crap, I didn't even get a chance to work out. Felt like crap. So yeah. I'm going to have to hit it extra hard. Yeah, my problem is is <laughs> being mentally tough oh, and yeah. getting back into the gym is my problem. Because I know, I know how bad that lactic acid is going to burn two days later. It's going to hurt real bad. I don't pay attention to that. I always, <laughs> well, you work <laughs> out every day. But yeah, I'm, right. I'm always sore. Like I, I'm always having lactic acid. Like It never yeah. goes away. Well, see, that's good, though, because that means you're using a different part of your body every single day. 
Well, and and jujitsu. I mean, you're you're just old and sore. (laughs) Yeah, he is getting kind of old. They they actually they're talking about moving him up to the geriatric jujitsu classes. Oh, is that with Canes and Walkers in there? Yeah, 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 Walkers, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) But 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 daily working out is a very important thing. Mentally tough. Oh yeah. And you know, we we talked about uh, some of the things I do, but there's people listening thinking, oh, I can never just jump in and spend this many hours training or working out, whatever. Just a walk a day. Oh yeah. It's a big step in the right direction. Well, I think that that also leads to discipline, which will lead over time to, to mental toughness, because Mm -hmm. if you're not, if you're not disciplined, you're not in a routine, you're not in a regiment and those kind of things, you're not going to, you're not going to be mentally tough because the first time that, that something bad happens and you haven't been training yourself to deal with that, whether that be you, you rolled your ankle or your calf starts hurting or whatever. If we're talking about the physical aspect of it, you're not going to be ready for that because you haven't been placing yourself in constant states of some sort of discomfort or pain. And it's a lot of times when a lot of these coaches, they tell you to work out first thing in the morning. Right. And they say, you know, did you sweat today? Well, the first thing in the morning is that that is going to be the worst part of your whole entire day. It's going to be the hardest part of your day. You're going to push yourself. So that is the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. So that's why people do it is because then that way, if you get hit in the face with a file or a car accident or something like that, you've already had the hardest part of your day getting your ass kicked in the morning. Well, I mean, for you, it's, I mean, it's truth for me. It's it's like, it's mean, you're like, oh man, that run was really hard. You're like, damn, my eye hurts. (laughs) It's a big (laughs) difference. He tried to pop my Achilles and my Achilles hurts now. I mean, and that's the, that's a big difference though. Right. I mean, so I sit there and say, okay, Hey, I busted my ass doing, you know, interval workouts this morning. And you're like, dude, I got choked out three times. Yeah. Well, and well you don't get choked out, but I mean, I, yeah. it, you know, it happens. I get choked out too. But have you ever guys, have you guys ever wanted to like punch your boss in the face or like choke your boss? Never. Um, never. Well, I am my own boss now. So, but let's yeah, <laughs> well, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> well, want to do it then. <laughs> well, well, here's a secret. You get your boss to sign up to do jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Now he gets to choke out his boss. I think that'd actually be a lot of fun. Yeah. So you'd be signing yourself up for jujitsu to choke yourself out. But you know what? There's days Actually, that I literally no, you would beat be my signing ass. up your wife for jujitsu. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, she'd beat my ass. That's when it gets really scary. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can't even escape her at home. <laughs> no, not at all. That's why we don't work together. No, and I mean that's the thing though. Is like every single day I go in there and say, hey, how can I be the best person, or how can I make sure that I excel in business and life right. and my marriage, and um, what's the hardest thing that I can do today? to make everything else irrelevant. I think uh, one of the one of the lines is it's what what can you do right now and at this moment that makes everything else during my day irrelevant or easy. I, I tell you from a mental standpoint, I play out the scenario that I get the worst phone call ever. I mean, every morning so, I play this scenario so out Gary in my head. So Gary V talks about this. Yeah, he's, he's like, the one that got me to start doing man, it. Man, it's uh, I mean, he literally pictures, you know, his wife and his uh, his daughter like dead getting a death call every single morning. And that's how he starts out his day. Well, I mean, he brings himself almost to tears. Oh yeah. Like when he wakes up, he says he makes it that real and vivid in his mind. Then he's like, dude, nothing can be worse than that. And if I don't get that phone call today, then like my day has been fine. Yeah. I did that once and I'll, I won't do it again. It takes me to a too deep of a dark place. So I mean, I don't go that far, but I just, I I just play out like, is anything else in my day going to be as hard as potentially getting a phone call? Dude, like nothing that? else is fucking irrelevant. Though. Right. I mean, exactly. like, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, at, at that point, nothing else is irrelevant. Right. But you're right. That's one of the hardest things. I mean, some people think about that. Some people say, damn, what happens if three of my deals go sideways? Right. You know, it's just all into well, perspective. It, it goes to what we talked about earlier. 
no matter how bad you're suffering, there's always someone out there suffering that's significantly suffering worse. Yeah, significantly so I, worse. I always sit there and think about it that there's somebody else on the other side of the country that's training to kill me. So that, that's another perspective. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I think Mark Cuban said something like, uh, fuck, if you're not prospecting, you're not doing it. Someone else is going yeah, after absolutely. your, someone right. else is going after your people. Well, at mental toughness is, and, and it was a video I did recently. Perspective is the biggest part of mental toughness. I think if, if you don't have the right perspective to understand that these micro failures and these micro problems could lead to macro successes right. with the right perspective, you're never going to be successful and you're never going to have mental toughness because you've got to be able to shift that perspective towards something positive. Somebody leaves the company, um, something happens in your marriage that may make your marriage even stronger, or it can make your marriage even worse if you have the wrong perspective. Right. Um, so I think that that's a big, big part of, of having mental toughness is perspective. One of the things I used to do and kind of still do today is celebrate like the small micro wins. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Like celebrate yeah. the small victories, right? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. But but the only time anybody celebrates is usually on the macro. Well, you know, I have a guy that um, I follow, and what he does is he sets his company. He has a CRM that he uses. Uh, right. People that don't know, it's customer relationship management. But if anybody ever sits there and let's say signs a buyer, right, and it sends out an email to their team and says, "Congratulations on buyer appointment or buyer one," and then it's like, uh, you know, seller listing appointment. Congratulations on setting it. So the whole team gets it, no matter what. But that's those small little wins. It's not just contracts. It's mm -hmm. Hey, I got to meet with a buyer. Today. Hey, I got to right. meet with a listing agent. Hey, I got to do this. And that's a big deal when you think about those small wins because, I mean, most people are scared to pick up the phone and call an expired listing. It's all about touches. Well, that's 100%, it. 100%, yeah. And that's a big thing. So everybody else is riled up like, damn, that person got it. All right, let's go get it. Let's get it today. Right. That's it. Well, we have a girl in the office that's been doing really well. She's brand new into the business. I don't know if it's okay to mention her name. Yeah, okay. of course. So, so Rachel started with us a while back. And uh, one of the things I have Rachel do is every day she has a call sheet of what her activity is for that day. Yeah. Because being brand new to the business, you kind of don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You, you, you Girl's want... got a ridiculous amount of mental toughness. Oh, for God, sure. yeah. Absolutely. So he's, he pulls up her pipeline, emails it to her like, what, Friday, Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Once a month, I try to go through like maybe old deals and, and those kind of things. To... So for the past several months, every day, she or she's supposed to do this every day. She does it like three days a week. But she'll send me over what she did for that day, her activity for that mm -hmm. day. And she, you can see that she made X amount of calls, talked to X amount of yep. people, blah, blah, yep. blah. So he sends her pipeline out Friday. And how many people does she have in her work? pipeline uh at least 18 i think i thought it was like 22 but but right but around, Somewhere 20. around there 18 yeah. to 22 right yeah that's a big number in the pipeline like these are people that she's talked to that have that were working with listen man when i first got in the business i may have had 10 touches of just any kind of file in my in my first entire year oh, yeah. so the fact that that she's got like 18 just sitting there and I know that I've moved more to like old prospects. I mean, that takes a, takes a crazy amount of mental toughness because I'm sure that a person in her position gets told no every day, but, oh, yeah. but she's tracking. Yeah. And, and I guess that that's the other component that we, we could add to this is doing daily tracking, doing something in front of you every single day where you can see what you're doing. Oh yeah. And, and have a goal to get a little bit better every day. And see, that's a big thing. We've talked about this before is, you know, if you don't know what you're doing every single day and say, hey, oh, I don't have time to do this, track your day from 5 a.m. until 10 p.m. Right. in like micro doses, so like five minute intervals. I don't care if you're, I watched Facebook, I took a shit for eight minutes. You know, I mean, I want you to track that because then you can say, oh, damn, I watched cat videos for 38 minutes today. Well, well not only that, but if, you tr if you're tracking your day, you can track how many times you get told no in a day, well, especially for sales. 
if, if you track how many times you get told no in a day and by the end of the day you still have a positive outlook, you're building men- mental toughness. So like expired calls or buyer calls, when someone tells me no, it's like, hey, man, you know what? On to the next, on to the next, on to the next. I'm going to get right. paid today. I made a video a while back. I think I said it to you. What does getting a no cost you? So if you're not getting no's, how yeah. much money are you losing? So if I look, it's probably a significant amount of money. If I look at my KPI and see how much, how many calls to appointments and everything. Yeah. So yeah. I'm super analytical. And so I think it, it equates to like uh, every single call I make at the end of the day, because I typically try to do about a hundred calls. It's about every person that answers that I don't qualify is like 75 bucks. Right. That I get a no from. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. I'll take that all day. I love it. But, yeah. the, but the yeses are ridiculous oh, yeah. amounts of money. Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you but, think about it, you'll, you'll have more yeses when you get more no's. Well, that's because right. you know how to handle them. And so what I like is the people that tell me no. And then by the end of that call, they're like, yeah, you know what? That, uh, that know actually what? sounds Maybe. great. Yeah, that sounds that's great. Like, and I love it because, you know, for me, expired calls, those are like the people that think are like the rotten fruit because they've enlisted. When I call them and I'm able to show them value and then right. they're like, oh, you're just like everybody else. Like, no, man, I'm actually not. Let me show you. Let me show you the value that I can bring in. By the end of that call, you're turning somebody that is, you know, defeated and depressed because they've had it listed for two years to somebody that's excited because it's a brand new way of thinking and a brand right. new way of marketing. Well, dude, if I was just like everybody else, they'd when they're nope, hang up. All right, thanks, hang up. You know, yeah. If you're not mentally tough, you're well. That's it. You're up hanging up. You're done. Compared to saying, you know, let's go second, third, fourth level questions with them and turn around and get in a yes. Well, that's right. a big. That's a big, big difference. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, you, you mentioned something about showing your value. Oh yeah, and I think that's a another very com- strong component is that a lot of people get stuck not being able to have that special thing to right. uh, they, they don't know their value. Well, it, and they don't know how to express it, right? Yep. So it's always, you know, extracting it from that certain person. So, you know, I think that every single person has something that they're extremely good at. And it's really extracting it through questions, right? Third, fourth level questions and figuring out what they're extremely good at and then how, in, how to show value out of it. You know, I well, think I think, a, I think a lot of people, like like Rick said, I, I think a lot of people just don't know their value. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. And yeah. they, or they, or they know they have some sort of idea, but they don't know how to communicate their value. They don't know how to to articulate it, and and it's just really difficult. I mean, the, there's so many people in the world that don't get what they want because they can't articulate what value proposition that they bring to the table. It doesn't even have to be sales. I mean, it could be dating. It could be trying to find a wife or a husband. I oh, mean, yeah. you, if you can't articulate what your value in the relationship is going to be, you're it's knowing your worth. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a big aspect. I mean, it's like that, that message I posted the other day and I said, please don't be like this guy. Some guy insurance said, please let me be your, you are insurance broker. Oh God. And I mean, it was literally like on LinkedIn. Like it was a, like the a, worst a, screenshot I've ever if seen. If you, if you're listening to this, go on my Facebook, you can see it. But I mean, it was literally just, I mean, it was terrible. I mean, no value. And I literally said, what value? And he says, I promise that I'll broker out your deals to see who can get the best insurance. I'm like, isn't that what all insurance is? All right. So that's really no value to my clients. So we're going to end this conversation now. I mean, he wasn't mentally tough to keep the conversation going either. Absolutely not. He said thoughts, question mark. So overall, we, we need to recommend that split the difference to him. I think we should actually, you know, what, I'm going to send, <laughs> send him, him a book. book. I'm going to send, actually, I'm going to send him a link to the podcast and say, Hey, here, listen yeah, to you, this. you definitely need to listen to this man for sure. But you know what you said? He, he didn't have the mental toughness to continue the conversation, right? That, that's, that's another interesting perspective because people don't think of mental toughness as being able to continue the conversation. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that like, I, I mean, 
it can happen in any facet of your life. I mean, there's a lot of people that get that that get mowed over and bow down when a mechanic, I mean, you could be at the mechanic shop and the mechanic says you need to do this, 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 and this. And you know, in your heart that like, he's trying to get you to do something that you potentially don't want to do. Right. And that your car's not really messed up in that area, but there's 98% or whatever the percentage of people that would be like, oh, well, I don't, but oh, okay. Okay. Because they're just not mentally tough enough to say, no, man, like, I feel like I don't need to do that. I know that that's not, my tires are fine. People don't know or, how to say no. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the big difference is most people don't know how to say no. And I think that's something that, um, I mean, there, I think there's a book out there, how to, you know, how to say no. Everybody wants everybody to say yes to them, but nobody is comfortable enough or mentally tough enough to say no to well, somebody. Society either. thinks that you're the asshole when you say no, like people, Oh, come out and have a drink with us, man. No, no. You know, and that's, that's a big thing. You've had to say no. Recently. Is that why a lot of people think I'm an asshole? Probably, Probably, yes. Yeah, that could be. It's starting to make a lot more sense. Now. You, you say no a lot, <laughs> but but that's it though, and that's you know the the whole thing is you know if people stop drinking or if people stop eating out, you know, saying no to going out to a bar or going to a fast food place for lunch and saying, it, hey, man. it's crazy because like I'm I'm 17 days or so of of no alcohol, but I was at a realtor event recently and there was se- at least seven to ten people that said, "What are you drinking? Right? Where's your beer? You want me to go get you a beer?" I'm like, no. Well, dude, we had lunch. What was it? Are you uh, sick? Are you pregnant? Uh, is there something wrong? Well, it was Friday. We had lunch. And he was like, no, I'm not having lunch. And I think I asked you like six or seven times, not trying to be like pushy or anything. I'm like, it's so unlike Mike not have lunch with me. You know? I'm yeah, like, I was fasting I, fasting for church. So yeah, I was like, And I no. was like, all right, you want your water? I was like, this is just strange. You know? And I mean, I mean, but really though, yeah. and, uh, but they're like, nope, 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 nope. Well, I mean, nope. there for a long time, just from a, from a, full disclosure standpoint, I was having a beer or so every night. Like the, and, and, and there's really not a whole lot a wrong beer or so a beer or so every so night. Was it, <laughs> yeah. uh, was it one or five? I, some nights it was one, some nights it was 12. I don't know, <laughs> but, but to, to just quit and not have any after a certain, I mean, after I left Atlanta, I had a great time in Atlanta at our, our holiday Christmas party thing. And I came home and I was like, nah, I'm not going to drink. Yep. And, I haven't had any withdrawals and I think it's all about how competitive of, of a mindset that I have. I put something in my mind and I'm like really competitive about yep. it and how tough the human mind can be. I haven't had any withdrawals and, uh, and it's purely because of how mentally tough and like c- competitive as shit is. I mean, you I'm don't just super, lose. I'm super competitive. You don't want to give in. And, and nobody's tracking me. Like nobody, nobody's like, dude, what are you doing? But I'm you're like, counting yourself though. Yeah. I, I look at this thing when I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to get to 30 days, man. And then I'm going to get to February 20th and then go to Vegas and that might change. But, um, (laughs) but overall, I, I I think that what it comes down to is so many people weren't raised in a way that, that created mental toughness, but you can develop that out in, in your adult life. And so many people think, Oh, they the victim mentality. They start blaming everything through their life as to why they're not mentally tough, but right. you can develop this in, in your adult life for sure. Oh yeah. And it's, I mean, it's something that you can literally work on every single day on all aspects of your life and you can get better every single day. hundred percent. So that is what we think about mental toughness. Uh, we're approaching the hour mark here. Um, if, if you want to reach out to myself, to Dan, you can reach us at either Dan at realrawrelevant.com or Mike at realrawrelevant.com. If there's something that you want us to dive into and talk about, please send us an email and let us know that topic so we can uh, we can try to address that and maybe it's something that we can 
potentially help you through or, or uh, have a one-on-one about or maybe have you on the podcast because it's something that you're interested in talking about. And if you want uh, Rick to come back on the podcast, please comment on the podcast and say, Absolutely. please have the badass back because he's awesome. But seriously, look up uh, look up Rick on social media. He uh, he posts some pretty inspiring stuff, and he is is one of the most genuinely good human beings that I have uh, have ever been around, and I appreciate him being a partner in life and business with me very much so. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yep.